Well, let me just tell them my story briefly. I've been here, um, it's been 13 years already. And I always say when I tell them how I got here is because I was, I needed to be resuscitated. After working on the battlefield for the Lord many, many years, I needed to be resuscitated. And the Lord adjusted myself from where I was and brought me here to family life. My children was here. And the reason why I stayed here is because of the word of God. The word is here, rich. Worship is here, rich. Prayer and fasting is here, rich. Love for families is here. And that's what I need. Is That's what God used to resuscitate me. So it's been 13 years, and it's been an honor. It is an honor to be a member of Family Life Church. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have some, uh, some words of wisdom for the young and also for the young at heart or for anybody who might be in a lineup, such as myself tonight. I'm in a lineup with, with six, five or six leaders in the church. And I heard this from a, from a preacher. And this is what he said. He said, it doesn't matter who you are following. Just know where you're going and know how to get there. Y'all hold on to that. Young people, when you, when you branch out high school, college, and it may be a speech that you have to do, people coming before you, powerful leaders, it doesn't matter who you are following. Know where you're going in your speech, in your message, and know how to get there. Amen? Hold on to that. Words of wisdom. Um, the Lord gave me a message, and I'm telling you, when Cassie called me, um, it's, you, it's like, okay, so for the women, y'all know what it is to be pregnant. From phase to phase, you know, you, you twist, you turn, there's some discomfort. The baby is growing. The baby starts. That's what started happening to me in my spirit when I got the call about uh, summer nights. And the word, it's like the Lord started dropping. And just when I thought, okay, I have the message, I have the word, then he would change it. And it kept flipping and flipping. I said, okay, Lord, now we have a few days, so I need to, to be set. But anyway, I do have a word from the Lord, a message that God has given me for us. And what the message is, if, uh, who's in the sound booth? Amanda, if you could put it up on the board. The message is, consider the source. Consider the source. And God is showing himself as the king, he wants us to consider him as we go through life, whatever, no matter what we're dealing with, you know, we're facing hard times. We in, uh, we go through fiery trials. The heat is, the heat is on. You know, we may be, uh, working against the clock. Maybe we receive a bad report. You know, sometimes the doctors will say they've done all that they can do. Amen. If you're, uh, if you're stacked up, the odds are stacked up against you. The Lord is telling us tonight, consider the source. Consider who we are working with, who we are drawing from. It's his power that we draw from. It's his strength that we draw from. It's his resources. Amen? 
God is the king over all of the earth. He is the Lord Most High God. That's Psalms 47 and 2, king over all of the earth. Now listen to what he said to me. He said, this includes us, and this is how it includes us. We are treasures in earthen vessels. Amen? We come from the earth. That means he is king over us, and he rules over us. God is in control, and God has made promises to us. In Psalms 89, 34, I don't know if she's going to put it up. Okay, Psalms 89, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the words from my lips. Didn't Felicia just talk about covenant? We're in covenant with God, and he made promises to us, and God cannot fail, and God will not fail. Now, let me say this, what I'm seeing God is doing, and I know that many of you also walking with God in the spirit is seeing God open up the way. God is making new ways for the righteous, for those who are walking with him. Amen. And God is bringing us to a new place. He's constantly changing things as we show ourselves faithful in the Lord. God is rewarding us, opening up the way. And presenting to us new things, bringing us to new phases, new cycles of life for the young people, new seasons. You know, as the new school year comes up, we're moving from glory to glory. God is doing new things, new assignments, such as myself. Well, let me tell you about the new thing. When God says Isaiah, it's Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, and I am going to read it. But let me just say this. When he says that he is doing it now, he's doing it now. Let me bring it home. God gave me a dream, and it was about you, Cassie, as the leader of Thrive Ministry. And this is, Cassie was standing at the, at the edge of the hallway, and it was a long way, and you had, there were doors on each side, and she proceeded to walk down the the hallway, and she pushed the door open, and somebody came from behind the door. She pushed that door open, somebody came from behind, and she turned around and opened up, proceeded to open up the other doors, and somebody came from behind each door. Can I tell y'all that I was one of the people? Behold, he said, remember not the former things. Can you put that up, please? God said, he says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And what God is telling us is this. He started things with us. He started. The starting point was salvation when he delivered us from sin and shame, right? But he's telling us, do not stay there. Yes, I did that, but I have so much more to do. Verse 19, behold, he is saying to us, every one of us, he's saying, Pay attention to what I'm doing in your life. Understand what I am doing. He said, see, I will do a new thing. Hallelujah. Didn't I tell y'all Cassie was going down that hallway opening the door? And in my life, can I tell you to stand before you tonight is a new thing? And he said, he says, now... Now it shall spring forth. When he means now, 
He's talking about the present. Now he's doing it. He's saying, paying attention to what I'm doing in your life. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is doing new things right now, opening doors for all of his people. And God is rewarding the faithful. He is rewarding. He's renewing his people. He's refreshing his people. Or anybody feel refreshed? Yeah, we, it's summertime, but the Lord is refreshing his people. God is doing new things, bringing us from this place to the other place, from phase to phase. He said, behold, I am doing a new thing. Hallelujah. The hand of God is constantly moving, but we have to be connected with the king. We have to be. David said in Psalm 16 and 8, he said, I'm talking about being connected to the king to be able to draw from him. The hand of God is always moving to get us to the next phase, the next place, the next cycle, the next season, the next assignment. God is moving. But in Psalm 16 and 8, David said, I have set the Lord always before me. We're not going anywhere without the Lord. It's not our agenda. Come on. It's not our will. It's not what we want. He has to lead us. David said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is before me, I will not be shaken. If God is with us, we shall not be moved. By insults, you know the enemy comes against us, right? Like a flood. By insults, we shall not be moved. We stay in the course. When he comes to assault us, right? He comes to accuse us. I will not be shaken. When you feel rejected and left out, hallelujah, I will not be shaken. David said, the Lord is telling us tonight, consider the source. Consider him. And he gave me, it's, he's showing his kingship. And he gave me three, three or four places where he showed up for his people. The first place was in 1 Kings. Chapter 10, verses 1 through 7. And I know that I'm not going to read it, but you write it down and you read it. You check it out. First Kings, chapter 10, verses 1 through 7. This is, is about queen, the queen of Sheba. Anybody know the queen of Sheba? Well, let me just tell you all this. God is also, even on tonight, he already said down that he is going to handle some hard things for us in this place tonight. And Queen of Sheba, she was dealing with some, the Bible says she had hard questions. But what she had was some hard issues she was dealing with as a queen. And she was hearing about the king. She was hearing from others about King Solomon. And she decided to consider the source. She decided to go to the king for herself. So she loaded, y'all, most of y'all know the story. She loaded up camels and gold and precious stones. And she sat before the king with all of her concerns. All of her concerns. And King Solomon answered, he dealt with, he resolved all of her heart issues. And what she said was this. When she realized, you know, the first, the reason why she saw the king was because of his wisdom and his wealth 
and his relationship with God. And once King Solomon resolved all of her hard issues, I'm telling y'all, consider, consider the source. She said this, she said the half about the king had not been told to her. And what I want to say to y'all tonight is this. If you're hearing about the king from somebody else, you're only getting half of the story. Come on. You have to know for yourself. And no, we cannot load up camels and go. Hallelujah. But what the Lord does require us to do, our offering, offering is to present your body a living That's rich. That's loaded. Present your will. That's not always easy to do. Present that before the king. Hallelujah. So that you can see, so that you can understand and pull from what the king has to offer. Consider the source. Can I tell y'all tonight? I mean, God has it all worked out and is hidden and is revealed. It's all worked out. Can I tell y'all that Sheba means promise and Solomon means peace? So then the king has promised peace. Once all of your issues are resolved, you shall have peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord. Give the king a hand. Praise. Hallelujah. He, he, she was amazed. And I want to tell y'all this. God is still amazing his queens. I know a queen sitting in the house tonight. Well, not only he's doing, but I know a queen sitting in the house tonight that God amazed her. Did a new thing on today. He said, behold, I do a new thing. But we have to present ourselves before the king. We have to seek the king. Hallelujah. We just can't be hearing about it from somebody else. And, you know, they're receiving from the king, enjoying from the king's treasure. And we're just hearing about it? No. No. And I want to tell y'all this. Moving on to the next queen, Queen Esther. She was a young queen, and she was only for the young people. She was only 14 years old. And Queen Esther, I'm not even getting about my nose, but Queen Esther, she considered the source. I'm saying tonight that God is going to settle hard issues. Whatever you walk in here with tonight, that hard thing that's been vexing you, maybe nagging you, won't leave you alone. You've been dealing with it for a long time. God is going to settle that tonight. Queen Esther, she was faced with the hard thing also. Y'all know the story too. Esther chapter 5. You can read it tonight or tomorrow. Esther chapter 5. And she was faced with having to save a whole nation. What did Queen Esther do? She considered the source. You can leave that up there. Considered the source. She considered the king, King Xerxes. She went before him. She did what she had to do also. God has given us instructions tonight. She prayed. We know this. She prayed and she fasted. And the Lord received her offering. Just like Queen of Sheba, he received her offering. And once the king received that offering, what did he do? He extended the golden scepter. Hallelujah. Y'all know what the king was saying? I have the absolute power. 
And she touched that golden scepter. That was her need. Touching the scepter. And God met that need. It, it was a big need. It was a heart. It was to save the whole nation. God is telling us tonight, consider the source. I have the absolute power. Amen. Don't consider your friend, your spouse. Don't consider the crowd because they're going the wrong way. No. As we live through life, consider. As you go through life, consider the source. Hallelujah. Y'all receiving what God is saying? Hallelujah. Y'all know I have, to, I have to back up because I missed something on my note. Y'all remember when the queen of Sheba said the half had not been told? Because she, she, she saw for herself. Well, I needed to tell y'all this. There was another group that also had that same testimony. The Samaritans. The Samaritans, after they heard the story from the woman at the well. Y'all know that story, right? And they went and they saw for themselves. They told the woman this. They said, they said, we, we heard, we no longer believe because of what you said. See, we have to know for ourselves. That's what God is saying. You know, we can't ride on somebody else's testimony, right? They said, we no longer believe because of what you said. They said, for we know for ourselves that he is the Savior. It's important for us to know for ourselves. I missed that part, but I had to say that. So again, consider the source. And I'm going to tell you, the king is always doing more. Every time he does something, he's doing more. In the old, he offered her, y'all heard what he offered. He offered, the, he offered Esther. He said, what is it? I'll give you up to half of the kingdom. He gave her up, unto, which is not what she wanted, but he was willing to do it. But I'm saying tonight that God is always doing more as he moves us, moves us from level to level and from phase to phase. From sea. You can expect more the next time, the next place than he did the last time. Let me give you all some scripture on it. Luke 12, 32, the apostles, and they followed Jesus closely, but they had a hard time believing him. You know, their faith was low, and they, they were worried about things they should not have been worried about, food and clothing. And I can pretty much understand why, because, you know, it's not like today, where we can go to Albertsons. We know where, how many Albertsons in Lafayette, or we can go to Rouse's, or we can go to Super One, Walmart, and get food. But that was not before them. But Jesus still expected them to believe him and to trust them. And this is what Jesus said to them, dealing with their anxiety and worries about necessities, the necessities of life. In Luke 12, 32, he said this, fear not, little flock. Come on, compared to the kingdom, this is a little flock. Amen, this is, fear not, little flock. Do not be anxious, do not be worried. For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I said God is going to do more for you next time than he did the last time. In the old, it was up to half of the kingdom. Now we're in the new. Behold, I do a new thing. God is giving us, hallelujah, all of the kingdom. 
Hallelujah. I'm, look, I'm, I'm checking out the time. So moving on. And this is where I want to read. This is where I wanted to get. I was building up a case. Hallelujah. And building up the king who cannot fail. The almighty God who can do all things but fail. Hallelujah. Who cannot run out. He wants us to consider him as we go through life. Not being worried. Not be concerned about what we're going to wear, eat, live. How are we going to get things done? He is the king of kings. Hallelujah. Has all of the power. That golden scepter. I have the absolute power. He's saying. He's not just saying it is for each and every one of us. And on top of that, let me say this. He has given us that power. Right in Luke. Luke 10. Which, what verse? Luke 10, 18, 17, 17, 18. He said this, little flock. He said, behold, again, that word, perceive and understand. It's not, he's not holding on to that power. He said, I give you power. I give you power. You have power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, whatever he's throwing at you. You know, God gives us things and the enemy comes to do what? To steal it. He comes to kill and to destroy. But God has given us power over the enemy. Let me tell you all this about Satan. The prophet Isaiah said this in the 14th chapter, the 16th verse. He said this, that when we get a glimpse of him at the end, Satan, that we will say, is this the man that caused the earth to quake and nations to shake? He's been, he's defeated. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus also said he was cast down from heaven. Isaiah said, John the Revelator said he has been hurtled down. He's defeated. So we have to know what God has given us. Consider the source. If you don't remember anything tonight about this night, hear the Lord saying to you as you go through, if you get to a hard place, hear the Lord saying, consider the source. Hallelujah. He has all of the power. And look at this in John 5. God wants to settle some hard things. Hallelujah. God wants to, to heal tonight. Somebody might need a healing, might be dealing with something that, uh, that doctors can't do anything about. God wants to heal. God wants to deliver. Somebody might be dealing with something that continues to nag them over and over. Need deliverance. God is here to deliver. In John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, we're at the pool of Bethsaida. Right after the, the miracle at the well with the woman at the well, right after Jesus healed the royal official's son. Y'all remember he had a fever? Well, after this, in John chapter 5, verse 1, hallelujah, it says, sometimes later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem from one of the Jewish festivals. It was the Passover. Now, this is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five colored covered colonnades at the pool of Bethsaida. Here, a great number of disabled people 
used to lie. The blind, and this is spiritually also. You know, some people are, are spiritually, they can see naturally, but spiritually, spiritually blind. The blind was there and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Didn't I tell y'all that the Lord wants to, to heal, deliver things that we have been dealing with for a long time? Hard things. And God confirmed this place to 38 years strongly. And it says, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he, he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him. Before I tell y'all what he asked, I need to tell y'all that Jesus, King Jesus, is noticing you. He's noticing everything about you. He's noticing your walk with him. He's noticing your obedience. He's noticing your faithfulness. And God is going to reward that. But he's also noticing your struggles, which we all have struggles. He's noticing that we've been in, in that place for a long time. Jesus, he noticed and he asked him a question. He said, now he, in this passage, he's asking the invalid. But tonight, he's asking you, do you want to get well? Think about your situation. I'm going to say this is time to get well for some people. Do you want to get well? And this is his response. He said, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. We're talking tonight about King Jesus. And we're talking about consider the source. And Jesus said to him, get up. This should be hitting somebody. Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. Hallelujah. That was a resounding get up and it hit his spirit. This is the king of kings saying, get up. The one with all of the power. He's saying to us tonight, you see, God wants to do, he already said he's doing a new thing and he wants to do it in all of us. But in some cases, he cannot do it because we are disabled. Maybe spiritually blind. Maybe weak and weary. Maybe they say always angry, anger. Maybe unforgiveness is disabling us tonight. Are you hearing the king? Do you want to get well? Hallelujah. And immediately the Bible says that he got up. He picked up his mat and walked. He had been in that condition a long time and God had noticed him. Hallelujah. And I want this question to stick because we're approaching the end. And I think I'm within the time limit. We're approaching the end. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask right now. Yes, it was short, but it's good. I'm going to ask right now. If the altar workers would come down, would you come down? Hallelujah. 
These altar workers have considered the source. God has empowered them. Hallelujah. And they have been given power to lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. And you will get well. The question tonight is, do you want to be healed? Do you want? The first question should have been, if you're not saved, do you want to be saved? Because it starts with salvation. It starts with God delivering us from sin and shame. Do you want to be saved? You can come down. Come down. Hallelujah. Come on. Bless the Lord. Do you want to be healed? Hallelujah. Do you want to be well? God wants to bless us. Hallelujah. And he is blessing. He's doing it now. But we need to align ourselves. Hallelujah. Do you want to change? Maybe you're doing something and you can't stop doing it. Do you want to change? Don't miss your moment. Do you want a change? Hallelujah. It's eight o'clock. If you have to pick up your children, you can, you can go now. Hallelujah. But the waters are stirred. Hallelujah. I will tell you the power was not in the water. The power is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He wants everybody to leave here with what they came with. Do you want to change? Whatever it is. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The God is moving to bless. He's here to bless. Hallelujah. We don't want to leave with the same load, heavy load that we came with. Do you want to be well? Do you want to get well? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're standing in the gap for a family member and they receive the, a bad report, the doctors have done all that they can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get up. Stand in the gap for them. Hallelujah.